Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today we are flashing back to episode number 44 with my good friend, Kenny Coleman. And man, this one is good. Kenny is one of the finest connectors I've ever met, starting from his childhood when he had to navigate certain challenges as one of the only African-American kids in a predominantly white enclave in Silicon Valley. He was a football star and vocal leader on teams in high school and college. And today, he leads the program for diversity, equity, and inclusion at industry-leading tech giant Splunk. As a Cutco Vector Marketing sales rep, Kenny set one of the most legendary sales records in the history of the company by selling over $36,000 in his fast start, his first 10 days with the company. In this short snippet, Kenny talks about some keys to his record-smashing sales performance with Cutco, the number one thing people learn from the Cutco Vector experience, and why the network of people in Vector Marketing is such a healthy community. He goes on to share his three biggest keys to authentic networking and how you can stand out from others. Kenny truly understands how to bring people together and how to influence, and his ideas can help anyone in any workplace establish stronger connections and have greater success. One of the tools that many vector leaders use to connect with others on their team is the Core Values Index, or CVI. CVI is the most reliable personality assessment ever created. I've arranged for listeners of this podcast to get a free CVI assessment. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete, and you'll get your results immediately. You'll also have an option to upgrade your report to a detailed assessment that will blow you away with what it teaches you about yourself and about how to better interact with others. You can gain access to the free CVI assessment by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. Enjoy this flashback segment from Kenny Coleman, and be sure to revisit the full episode number 44. You came in, you were trained in the San Jose office by Lori Oberst, right? Now Lori Blass. And you you went out, you came out of the gates and did one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. This was December of 2010. Uh, and you sold $36,317 in your first 10 days working in the company, which is a record that stood for like seven or eight years. And in this day and age where standards are increasing every year and prices increase every couple of years, uh, there are very few records that stand for very long in this company. But uh, you did something that was really remarkable and, and stood for a long, long, long time and, and maybe has only been broken by two or three people since then. What were some of the keys to your record-setting start with the company? Once I said, I'm going to do it, I think after that conversation with Diana, I said, if I'm going to do it, then I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go full, you know, jump in both feet, 
eyes wide open and do whatever they told me to do and just go for it. And I, I literally, my plan was, I'll do it for these 10 days, win these cool prizes, and I'll be done. But I, but I said, if I'm going to do that, then I want to go 100% just make it happen. And so I did that. I said, for 10 days, I'm going to buckle down and just make Cutco Vector my priority. And I went all out. Most people, regardless of what their skill set is, they don't give it everything they have the first, when they start. They kind of feel it out a little bit. And then generally, a little bit down the road, oh, this, this is a really good program. It will work for me. And then they kind of figure it out. And there's very few, when, when, when people break these records, it's those, those few that just say, I'm just going to trust what these people are saying, and it's going to work, and go all out and do it. And then magical things happen, right? And so that's kind of the difference. And, and, and it, it's, I don't think there's a, again, there's no magic kind of magic to it. It's some reps just say, just connect, so, just connect, connect early and say, I'm just going to go for it. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I don't want to have these conversations. I don't want to be on the phone. I don't know if I can sell, but I'm just going to do it anyways and just trust that it will work out. And then what will happen will happen. And then typically magical things happen because you're booking so many appointments that even if you're terrible at selling, people end up buying, right? Because it's such a great product. And so that's the thing that I would, that I really recommend for, for people is just put all those fears to the side and just go for it. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I seem I seem to recall you doing something like sixty four appointments yep. in those ten days, and then the very last day you had a, a big ton of like phone orders in addition. And I know you sold like nine thousand something the last day, but I, I love what you said about you know being willing to just put your fears aside and go for it because I think one of the most important reasons why a lot of people come to work in Vector in the first place is for the personal growth and is to expand their comfort zone. And if that's one of the purposes of why people are working in the, in this company, it just makes sense for them in the moment when they realize like, oh man, I'm a little afraid of this, or this is a little uncomfortable. It's important for them in the moment to remind themselves, well, that's why I'm here, right? That's exactly why I'm here. So I need to press through this because there's learning on the other side of this fear. There's learning on the other side of this challenge, right? Or on the other side of this adversity. So that's such a valuable lesson or concept that I think is a critical uh, that you can share. What other lessons do you feel like you learned from your Vector experience that uh, you've carried over to your career to this day? I think for me, the thing that I love about Vector is the culture and the camaraderie and just the people. I, that's, that's the thing that always brings me kind of back and in, in, uh, why I'm always kind of happy when I'm in that environment and when I see uh, people. But I think the biggest thing that I took away from Vector was you learn about yourself, man. It's one of those jobs that you learn about you. You will learn about what you're scared of. You will learn about what you're good at. You will learn about what you're not good at. You will learn how much BS you really are full of. <laughs> because it forces you to look yourself in the mirror. It forces you to have conversations with yourself and pretty honest conversations with yourself. You know, if I'm not selling, why am I not selling? If, am, I, am I not good on the phone? Why am I not good on the phone? Am I, I'm, all these fears that are coming up that you may not have been aware of that you're afraid of, right? All these skills that you didn't know you needed that you don't have, right? There's so many things that I feel like you really learn. Like, and your manager will tell you, man, I've heard that excuse before. You're, you're full of BS right now, right? And so I think, I think that's the biggest fear for people at, at Vector is, is they learn about themselves. There was plenty of challenges that I learned about myself through Vector just having to look myself in the mirror and look at my results and 
you know, look at the processes that I'm going through. I know as a manager there, I learned how to be a better salesperson because I was managing other sales reps, bad sales reps, good sales reps. I knew, I saw what they were doing, what, what they were doing, what they weren't doing, what I was doing, what I hadn't been doing as a, as a rep, right? And so I learned all those things at Cutco. And so I think that's, to me, yeah, you learn, you learn negotiating skills, you learn how to sell, you learn all these great tools that you need for your tool belt. But the biggest thing is, is I think you learn what a community is like, a real, a, a healthy, strong community is like, and you learn about yourself, good and bad. You learn about yourself. And so I think that those are the, the, the couple of things that, I, that really stand out to me. I really love what you said about learning about yourself. And, and in particular, you said the skills you need that you don't really have, right? Realizing the skills you need in life that you don't really have. I, that's one of the reasons why I started this job in the first place. Because in my interview, before my interview, I felt like I was very shy as an individual and I didn't have very good people skills at all. Um, I was not one of the cool kids in high school. And um, sitting in my interview, I th- as I saw what the job was all about, I-, I first thought to myself, well, I don't know if I can do this. And then the more I considered it as I was waiting at the end of the interview to meet with the manager, the more that feeling turned into, you know, I need to do this. This is exactly what I need in order to be able to gain the skills that I know I need to be successful in life. I realized even at that young age that there were a wide range of skills I had to develop if I wanted to be successful in life. And I saw this as a great vehicle for developing exactly those skills. And of course, the people that we get to be around in Vector is an immense, immense benefit to a lot of young people just being, being able to witness, you know, the kinds of people that we want to become like the leaders that we want to become like and all the qualities that we want to be able to emulate in them. So really cool stuff uh, there from your Vector experience, Kenny. You're known as an expert networker. And I, I'd love to dig into a little bit of this concept and just find out what, what do you think are some of the keys to making connections with people and building relationships? One of the biggest things for me is, is being authentic. I'm generally... I, I, I'm honestly curious about people. So I was a sociology major, psychology, also a psychology major as well. Like, so, so I, I've always kind of had this fascination of, about people. And I think part of that's of how I grew up, just growing up with different cult- around different cultures and I'm a quarter Asian. So, you know, just knowing all these different cultures and how they all move a little bit differently and also have a lot of the same characteristics as well. So I think just being authentic, I'm authentically curious about other people. And so I will ask questions. So I'm very interested in them. And so when you're networking, you know, it's, it often has to be about the other person. If, it, if you really want to want to maximize your network, it has to be about the other. And so I'm curious about the other. It's not about me. It's not, I'm not necessarily networking for me. While at the end of the day, there is a, there is a motive for me to know more people and have a, this large network. There's a benefit for me. But for me, it's really not about if I get a benefit, great, but it's more about. I want to know who this person is, what their background is, what do we have in common. And very often, I'll listen to Fox News because I like to hear opinions that don't match up with mine, that don't align with mine. Because I like to have dialogue. I like to have different debates. I mean, I like to hear other perspectives. And so I think that all kind of lends me to just being more personable and open to having communications. There's things that you are really honestly curious about that you should be asking about, right? And I think that really shows out in the way that you ask. And and I think that transfers over to Cutco, right? So when you're when you're selling to Miss Jones, when you believe in Cutco the product, Miss Jones believes in the Cutco the product. 
right? So you're authentic about what you're selling. And so for the same thing with networking, you're authentically selling yourself. You're authentically asking these questions. I think that's so important because all, so many people meet so many people. So who stands out to them? Why are you going to stand out, right? And generally it's because there's something compelling about you that stood out, right? Whether maybe you ask a lot of great questions, right? Maybe you read a book about them and you brought something up, remember something that they didn't, you know, that they didn't realize that you would remember about them, right? Just things like little things like that, I think are very important. And then, you know, I think that it's just make it about your, about them, right? So one of the questions I always ask when I'm networking and I have like, maybe have a, a follow-up meeting, it's, it's not, what can you do for me? It's, Hey, is there anything I can do for you? Please let me know if there's anyone, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know, you know, shoot me an email, reach out to someone I could introduce you to, right? What can I do for you? And generally that leaves it open because you are actively making it about them that when you do need that favor, that it will be open. It's not always, Hey, you know, can you give me this? Hey, can you give me that? It's, it's a more of a relationship and not you just taking right about you. So those are the two big things. The two big things for me with networking is, is making sure that you are authentic, making sure it's about them. And then I think the last one I would say is, it's just follow up, right? Follow up. Even if it's just a check-in, right? I've often gone out and said, you know, if, if I know someone went to Michigan State and Michigan State's on and have a big win, I'll say, hey, I saw your boys won. Congratulations, right? I haven't talked to this person in months, maybe a year, but I'm just making sure they know I'm still around and still aware of them just so they know that I'm still in contact. If they ever need anything, let me know, right? But anything just to stay in contact, it's the same thing with, I mean, I, great cuckoo reps will tell you the same thing. They'll tell you that they haven't, that they are not only calling their customers just to sell. They are checking in on their customers just randomly. Hey, happy birthday. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. Just so I remembered you, right? They're doing that because that's what, it, it's for a long-term relationship. You have to foster that relationship over the course of time. It doesn't just happen, right? Um, meeting them once, right? So that's the biggest thing I would say. Those three points. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.